This is episode 152, Building a Daily Gratitude Practice, Part 2, Do Creative Stuff. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Tudor Alexander, and you are listening to the Dance of Life podcast. We are continuing today our 12-week series of the 12 powerful daily habits of building a daily gratitude practice as part of the Hella Grateful Challenge that we're doing pretty much to encourage you to adopt these habits for 14 days in your life. If you aren't familiar with that, uh, check out the gratitudemap.com. That's the recent book that I published. That's what this is all kind of related to. So I'm going to be taking a lot of those concepts in the coming weeks and breaking them down for you here specifically, just to kind of get you, get the, get the ball rolling. You know, having a gratitude practice in your life is so vital. It's so vital to creativity, to confidence, to having great relationships, productivity. I've said this time and again, you know, it's ultimately the the other half of the coin. So in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be breaking down those habits. And again, you have a ton of free resources on the website at the homepage or at thegratitudemap.com uh, along with the book to help you kind of create your own gratitude practice. So the idea behind this is I'm going to be listing a lot of these habits in the next couple of weeks. Every week we're going to do one habit, and today is doing creative stuff. So the goal is I'm going to kind of break down why is that important for your life, why is it important for being grateful and finding appreciation. So we're going to connect that, and we're going to give you three different suggestions uh, about how to implement it, although you can implement your own. And then the goal is that, you know, by the end of this whole series, uh, or again, if you want to jump ahead, go go get the book and check out all the habits in there. Um you will be able to pick three of these habits and along with the suggestions you picked in each and create your own custom daily gratitude practice. So there's a total of 36 possible daily gratitude routines based on that formula. So 36 possible routines. Pretty cool. You know, so there's a lot of different ways if you commit to it. Again, uh, you can kind of make up your own, but I've given you three really easy and simple suggestions that I've had experienced in my own life and in other people's lives that can really jumpstart this process for you. And I think if you can stick to those three for 14 days religiously, you're going to be in a great spot to continue this habit for the rest of your life. And that's really my goal with you today is to inspire you to adopt some new actions that can help you bring bring yourself back to center. You know, because obstacles, again, if you followed that last series I did on the obstacles, they are inevitable. And ultimately, it's our ability to practice coming back to center that is the key. So today we look at doing creative stuff. That's the second habit in our list. And what does that mean? You know, why is it important for having a gratitude practice? Well, you know, creativity is a big part of my life and it's been a big life lesson as to the importance of creativity in everything because ultimately I feel, this is my own belief and I, I hope that you share it or you can see something in it for yourself, is that we are all here to contribute our unique gifts. You know, we all have some Something that we can contribute to this life, to this planet, to the community, through what we're passionate about, what we're good at, our own life story, our own wounds and traumas, our own experiences. There is something from that unique mix that makes you who you are that that allows you 
to contribute and help everybody else. And that right there in a microcosm is the source of all success. It is the source of all fulfillment. It is the source of all abundance and all this good stuff, all the gratitude. So creation, being able to to be in tune with creativity is very important because not only does it allow you to access those things, but it, it also helps you divert this need to express our creative energy, in which there is a need, into more productive things. Because otherwise, let me tell you, otherwise, we are going to seek the lowest common denominator. So if you don't take charge of your own creative energy, it will be diverted in interpersonal problems. It'll be diverted in, you know, let's say substance abuse, being distracted on Netflix and YouTube and all this kind of stuff. And again, you know, I'm, I'm not bashing those things, but look, we live in a consumption society. Create or be created. Either you're creating and you're in charge of your life or you're being created by the shows and information and people and environment you're in. So you have to take charge because that's where the power is at. That's where the source is. And being creative, being in tune with your creative skills or the things that, you know, that you're good at and that you're passionate about uh, it is a key to maintaining a happy and fulfilled life. Now, there's there's an obstacle here, and that obstacle is that most of the time we associate creativity with the arts, meaning, oh, I'm just not a creative person. That's like a limiting belief that a lot of people have. And I can tell you that there's no such thing as somebody who isn't creative, because creativity, and this is the quote that I want to start with you today. We're a little bit late into the episode with this quote, but it kind of really transitioned well. This is by Steve Jobs, if anybody's going to be creative, right? And I love this quote because it's exactly what I believe. And he says this, creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. That's because they were able to connect experiences they've had and synthesize new things. So creativity is literally just being able to see how two things are related in a way that other people didn't see before. You know, that's all inventions have ever been. It's like, oh, this can go with this in a way that nobody's ever thought to combine those two, a very innovative approach. And it's the sum of those things that solve problems, that create new things, that innovate new technologies. So we all have this ability to see how things are connected in ways that they weren't before. Now, the problem is, that we also have the other side of the brain, which is the analytical brain, which is chopping things apart. So it's separating things. That's the analytical side. So one is integrating and seeing how things connect, and the other is separating. Well, I, I'll let you kind of figure this out, but which side do you think is the one that's dominant in society today? It's certainly not the creative side. It is this choppy, let me see how little bits can go into smaller bits and and task by task, you know, worker bee type of mentality that we're pre-programmed with from day one of school. And all that stuff is changing. It's a very exciting time. As we move into the world of self-education, as all these areas are being destabilized and people are waking up and and taking their own creative power in their own hands, all that stuff is changing. But the brain is still the brain. That's not going to change anytime soon, not in our lifetime at least. So the point here is that you have to acknowledge that inherent nature that we talked about in the very first day of the obstacles. There's this analytical part of the brain that there's no, you know, it's useful 
but gratitude, creativity, you know, all these novel solutions, new possibilities, all that stuff doesn't go in alignment with being analytical. When you're in analytical mode and you're chopping things up, you aren't looking at possibility. You're looking at how things don't work and you're comparing them. That's, that's a function of the brain that's important. But you have to realize that is the default that we keep slipping into. And when you're in that state, it's not a state that you can create in. So very important to nurture the creative side of your brain because it's also related to seeing the bigger picture, being able to come back to center, using principles in your life. You know, this course that I recorded that uh, comes along with the gratitude map, it's its own course. It's actually even a bigger deal in my mind because it's literally like 130 life lessons that I've learned in the last 15 years as a coach, as an athlete. They're called principles for a dynamic life, a ton of principles. I think something over like 30 or 40, no, probably close to 50 different principles in this whole course. So being able to employ principles is a creative act because you're looking at from from the sky view, the bird's eye view. You're not looking at the details. You're not chopping things up. You are seeing the bigger picture. You're relating how one thing relates to another. And so that's very important. And again, that all comes from nurturing your creative side. So today we're talking about doing creative stuff. And again, that's very important to nurturing your, your level of appreciation and gratitude because when you're doing creative stuff, it allows you to see the bigger picture. It allows you to have fulfillment and get in tune with your own confidence about what you can bring into the world. You're not just a lemming consuming somebody else's creativity. You know, you're you're bringing something into the world, and that fundamentally is going to bring you joy and abundance and appreciation, and everything else. So, my first suggestion is spend at least one to two hours a day in the pursuit of a worthy goal something that's not going to be achieved tomorrow or next month or maybe even next year, but something that's long-term, that inspires you, that is interesting, that lights you up, something that's challenging, that maybe you have to coordinate with other people. You're going to have to spend a lot more time than that, but I would say start with at least one to two hours. Do some brainstorming. You know, Devote regular time per day towards a life vision that you are inspired about. That is so important because it keeps you moving forward from getting distracted, from getting sidetracked with these obstacles that keep coming in play from other people uh, and their paths and how their paths change and affect yours. All these things that change. If you don't have a strong vision, it's very easy to get derailed. The second habit is spend at least 30 minutes listening to yourself quietly and get inspired. Whether that's doing a vision board um, you know, doing like meditation, whatever it is going on in nature, spend at least 30 minutes a day just listening to yourself, just listening and see what is it that you come up with? What is it? What are the downloads that you get? One of the continual themes in my life that I try to inspire other people to do is to take more time and reflect. And right now I'm at a time in my life that I'm very grateful that I, that I have the ability to do that because I know it's not always going to be that way. But I have the ability, especially being self-employed, a little more flexibility with my schedule. I have the ability to take the time and reflect. And that's been such a big theme in my life that's given me peace, helped me put the pieces together when things change drastically and, you know, all these different obstacles come in place. Having the ability to just reflect and get inspired too. You know, I, I've been creating a lot, especially in the last couple of months. He came out with these two courses, a book, you know, I had a new website. I got a bunch of new stuff, content coming out, like a ton of stuff. And a large part of that was being able to regularly take time off, you know, like just a little bit at a time, not like a week off necessarily, although sometimes that's important too. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day and I'm like, you know, I think you just need to take a sabbatical and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life and all this kind of stuff. And 
you know, sometimes even you know, when you're looking for a new direction in life, you can't you can't create a solution from the current system of problems, right? So what does that mean? That means if you're in a particular situation and you have details and all this stuff swarming around your head about all the problems and circumstances and obstacles, you you know, we try to struggle and create a solution from that mentality because we want certainty, we want we want an answer, we want some sort of avenue to act. But sometimes the best thing you can do is just literally drop everything and leave in the sense like take time off, go somewhere, you know, let your brain just disconnect from that analytical processing vibration, the beta, theta, the beta um, brain waves, and, and kind of relax and change so that it can start seeing different things. You don't need to do anything. Sometimes the power is in not doing something. And that's been a big lesson in my life. And especially when it comes to creativity and maintaining that creativity, regular breaks for doing nothing and to refresh and to reconnect, to to look at it newly, uh, have been a very critical part in keeping me motivated, keeping me going on all these creative projects. So that's one thing I absolutely cannot emphasize enough is doing that, spending time for self-listening and getting those downloads. So the third habit or the third uh, suggestion with this habit is spend at least 30 minutes a day doing something non-vision oriented that's creative. Like for example, go take a painting class or a dance class or, you know, play with some clay or something, you know, go do something fun that's creative uh, that that's not, you know, it's more in the moment, right? So you've got the first one, the first suggestion was like, okay, spend time every day on a vision, on something really inspiring, like a big deal, something that's related to your life purpose, all this kind of stuff. And there's that aspect of it too. The other aspect is life is also a game. It's a play. It's a playful thing that you, you know, you can, you can play at it as a game. There's no place to really go. You know, this is something, gosh, it's just opened up a whole new thing I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to try not to talk too much about it because it's a big can of worms. But in this course, that I, that I finished the principles for a dynamic life. You know, I talk about one of them was one of the chapters is on success and many things that go into that, obviously. But one of them was, you know, this whole idea that life is a game. And I'll give you a simple idea. You know, one of the things that we get in a trap of is, especially when we talk about doing creative stuff, investing in yourself, all these different conversations where it's essentially about achievement and life purpose and all that whole thing. Well, a big trap with that is, and I've experienced this in my own life as well, and I'm sure you have too, which is that, you know, you you go on the road of this, you know, especially if you pick an ambitious goal that, again, you can't achieve tomorrow. It's going to be in a year, two years, five years down the road, and you're really going for this goal. And along the way, you know, you, you get sidetracked. You get obstacles. You get challenges, obviously. And it's very easy to find yourself suddenly burned out, not really liking what you're doing, feeling like you're obligated to do it, forgetting that it was a choice, all these different things, and not approaching it from the perspective of, I get to do this. You know, I have, and instead you're thinking, I have to do this. And then there's this overwhelming sense of obligation and I need to do it. And, you know, sometimes that's important too, to put that level of pressure on yourself so you can get off your butt. But again, it's all balance. This is recognizing when is it productive and when it's not. And when you're finding that those emotions, the the feeling of I have to do this, oh my God, I'm, I'm, you know, obligated to do this. If that starts to give you these negative emotions that aren't inspiring, that aren't empowering, that's a time to start clicking in and get back into that playful mindset of reminding yourself this simple idea. And the simple idea is this. If you draw on a piece of paper, the word you, so here's you, 
let's put the, let's make the the paper like landscape style then you draw an arrow so the u would be on the left side you draw an arrow from left to right and then on the right side you draw an infinity sign so between you and where you want to be is an infinite amount of progress so just think about that for a second even the best person in the world at, at whatever thing you can think of there's always another level so what does that mean you know that's there's two ways to interpret that the first one is oh man you know that's depressing I'll never get there. Well, the other way is, well, it's really exciting and very liberating because at the end of the day, what that means is it doesn't matter where you are in life. If the different, if the distance between where you are right now and your best possible self is infinity, then it makes no difference if you stop right now and smell the roses and you play a little bit. Does that make sense? So basically, if the distance would still be infinity. It, nothing has changed. There's no rush to get to infinity because you can never get there. So that's a profound thought. I mean, of course, you should always challenge yourself. Try to invest in yourself. Do creative stuff, all these kind of things. But remember that ultimately the distance is infinite. So it doesn't matter when you find yourself that you're in that trap of obligation, of stress, of feeling like you're burning out on something that essentially was initially what you started because you love to do it. Check out for a little bit, take a break, go do nothing, you know, do something playful that you don't have to do, you know, remember that life is a game that you can play here. It doesn't matter. You know, there's that picture of, uh, I think, Voyager from Saturn's rings that go, you know, that take a picture of Earth all the way from Saturn's ring. And it's this tiny little speck, like literally the size of a grain of sand. And that's just from our solar system. You know, that's, that is just from our solar system. When you see that, and you see that all of our angst and worry and wars and violence and hopes and dreams and uh, innovations and everything that's possibly created in, in, in our species is just this tiny little speck. It's a tiny little speck in the middle of nowhere. It starts to bring perspective to you that, you know, you're not, and I, I mean this in a very loving way, but our lives are not that important in the sense of we, we bring so much self-importance and heaviness to this life, especially when we set out to do great things, uh, that you have to balance that with a continual habit of checking in and playing and reminding yourself this is a game and this is a fun, curious learning experience. You're not here to conquer the world because the world is humongous, it's infinite, and you'll never get there in that sense. You'll get as far as you can, and that's the game. The game is to get as far as you can. It's not to conquer anything because there's no end to it. So on the road to doing creative stuff, to actualizing your life purpose, to, you know, basically getting inspired and planning and all these things, remember to check in and play and treat this as a game because it truly is. Life is a magnificent thing. So it's all about practice. So Habit number two, doing creative stuff. Spend one to two hours a day in pursuit of a worthy vision or spend at least 30 minutes listening to yourself, getting inspired, doing vision boards, or spend at least 30 minutes doing something creative, but it's non-vision related, like a dance class, a painting class, playing with some clay, something creative and fun to help you reconnect to your inner child. 
and use these things as a practice. Again, use your free resources online at the website or at thegratitudemap.com. Check those out. Use those tools to help you create your own custom gratitude practice. And let me know how it goes for you. Join the Daily Gratitude Practice Facebook group. Share it there. Share what you've learned, how it's changed your life. You know, everybody there is supportive and supporting each other in this. And keeping this alive is the key. Whatever you learn today, if it's not in your behavior on a regular basis, it was just a cute idea, a cute memory. So practice, practice, practice. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you guys next time on the daily habit number three. We're going to be talking about going outside. That's going to be our third habit. It's a huge, huge habit. Very simple. Again, it sounds super simple, but so many wonderful things we can learn from it. So we're going to be looking at that next time. I'll see you guys next week. episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.